Thank you for coming on today's podcast. We have a guest that's going to be reading to us some random promises of God. First of all, I'd like to imagine for you to pray, pray with me, and let us say the Psalm 23 to get our wires properly hooked up. Ready? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures and leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yes, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You have prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy and loving kindness shall follow me all of the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All right, here's Anna. Okay, so we've got hope as a topic. Isn't that awesome? So let's just read all about hope. What does the Bible say? Okay, in Psalms 16, 8 to 9, it says, I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoiceth. My flesh also shall rest in hope. Amen. Psalm 19, 9 to 10. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold. Yeah, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Psalm 37, 4. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of thine heart. Psalm 38, 15. For in thee, O Lord, do I hope. Thou wilt hear, O Lord my God. Psalms 42, 5. Why art thou down, uh, thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Psalm seventy-one, fourteen. But I will hope continually, and will yet praise thee more and more. Psalm one, nineteen, eighteen. My soul fainteth for thy salvation, but I hope in thy word. Psalms 145, 18-19 The Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him, to all that call upon him in truth. He will fulfill the desire of them that fear him. He also will hear their cry and will save them. Psalm 146, 5 Happy is he that hath the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is in the Lord his God. Proverbs ten twenty eight, The hope of the righteous shall be gladness, but the expectation of the wicked shall perish. Proverbs thirteen twelve, Hope deferred maketh the heart sick, 
but when the desire cometh, it is the tree of life. Proverbs 13.9 The desire accomplished is sweet to the soul, but it's an abomination to fools to depart from evil. Proverbs 14.32 The wicked is driven away in his wickedness, but the righteous hath hope in his death. Proverbs, where there's no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Jeremiah 17, 17, be not a terror unto me, thou art my hope in the day of evil. Habakkuk 2, 2-3, for the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Romans 4.18 Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations? According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. Romans 5.3-5 And not... Only so, but we glory in tribulations, also knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Amen. 1 Corinthians 9... 10 says or saith he it altogether for our sakes for our sakes no doubt this is written that he that ploweth should plow in hope and that he that thresheth in hope should be a partaker of his hope amen first corinthians thirteen thirteen, and now abideth faith hope charity these three but the greatest of these is charity. 1 Corinthians fifteen nineteen, If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are all of men most miserable. If in this life we only we have hope in Christ, we are all of men most miserable. Ephesians 1, 17-18 That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Amen. Colossians 1, 3 to 5. We give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love which ye have for the saints, for the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, whereof ye heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel. Colossians 1, 27. To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Ephesians 2.12 that, that 
at that time ye were without Christ being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise having no hope and without God in the world. 1 Thessalonians 4.13-14 But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow, not even as others which have no hope, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. First Thessalonians 5, 8. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for an helmet the hope of salvation. Amen. 1 Timothy 1, 1, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the commandment of God our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ, which is our hope. Titus 2, 13, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you. Hebrews 3, 6. One more. But Christ as a son over his own house whose house are we if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of hope if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end thank you so much uh, the the word love or hope comes into play like hope is kind of like a, the vision of God's will into all of our lives or how can I best serve thee God and hold that vision where uh, good things will happen. Anyway, hope. Have you ever experienced hope gone out of your life? That's like if God is not listening to you or hearing you, hope has gone out of your life. Hope is no hope there. Um, and that is a scary place to be. I don't know if you've ever been where God is not answering you. You don't feel like he's there. Right. You don't feel his presence. You start to panic. You think you're all, all that in a bag of chips. <clears throat> Have hope windle away from your life and see how you feel, how disconnected you feel from, from the Father. You'll squirm. <clears throat> so that's why we've got to be thankful for hope, faith, love, God's vision. Always asking him, what can I do for you? I'm ready for service, sir. What did, what did you get out of it, honey? Well, one of the <coughs> scriptures, one of my favorite, is Romans chapter 5, verses 3 to 5. And it says, I'll read it again. It says, And not only so, but we glory in tribulations. Also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed. Because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. I like this a lot because a lot of times our hope um, goes away when you do go through some kind of a trial or a situation. Um, but this is saying, hey, when you have a tribulation, glory in it, you know, rejoice in it because... You know that that tribulation is working a patience out in you. 
I don't care if it's finances, if it's healing, if it's a it's a broken relationship, it's your ministry, whatever. Um, it's producing that patience that God is trying to work in you. You know how in First Thessalonians um, uh, uh, five sixteen to eighteen says to thank God for all things, because that's the will of God. So it means all things, good and bad. But mostly, when it's bad, is the hardest time that we can do that. And what takes place is, it's God's will for that to take place in your life because He's developing you in that area. You know, maybe maybe our heart is too hard; it needs to be softened up. Maybe maybe we need more um, love towards others and stop judging them when they're not up to par with us. You know, so um, maybe it's waiting for God to be your provider. You know, He says in His Word, He provides for you, but yet you see your bank account at zero. So you have to have hope that these tribulations are going to be turned around. And if you, without the hope, the scripture says in Proverbs, you know, that a hope deferred makes a heart sick. So we don't want to go in that direction. We want to glory in my problem. I say, thank you, God. That's happening. There's something good about to happen to me. Lord, you promise in your word that you're going to heal me. By Jesus' stripes, I'm already healed. You start speaking the word and sowing the word for that problem. And then that fills your spirit up. It's the Holy Spirit that will come out. As you, as you nibble on the word daily on these promises, the Holy Spirit will bring them to remember us. And you speak them out. And then, you know what? It's a one day at a time thing. You wait and you believe. You keep on believing. Don't be moved by what you see in the natural be moved by God's promises, right? So it says here, so I love this because it's a patience, experience, and experience hope. And it says, and hope make it not ashamed. Now another translation says, and, and hope does not disappoint. Okay, Jesus is our hope. Jesus is never going to make you disappointed because he loves you. And because it says, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. We have the love of God. Now, when you look at that, you say, well, okay, the, the love of God is in my heart. And the Holy Spirit's in me. Well, why is that such a big deal? Well, it's a big deal because God is love. And if God is your heavenly father, and you're his daughter, or you're his son, then why wouldn't he bless you? you got to believe God is a good God, and he wants to be kind to you, and he wants to be good to you. And so... Um, that's this I love the scripture because hope does Jesus does not disappoint hope that's my hope I put my hope in Jesus for all things doesn't matter what it is for that day you know whether I need peace I need I need um, mercy do I need provision do I need um, clarity in some situation to make a decision um, do I need to, um, something need to be restored in my life that was taken away by the enemy? I mean, that's, that's our hope is in Jesus always. We don't look to man. We don't look to a government. We don't look to the president of the United States. We look to Jesus and he will direct us and he will take care of you. And that's the word of the day. Hope. Hope does not disappoint. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Wow, I got more than I bargained, folks bargain for thank you so much that was uh literally amazing uh really amazing i really got that my tribulations and problems mm -hmm. i can put them in the incinerator mm -hmm. in my hopper 
and then turn it with, like you said, read the Word of God, yeah. and I get yeah. hope, which is the... Uh, so instead of... this, Let's take a problem. Let's say, for instance, we... Uh, we have a situation here, and everybody, who's got a situation? Everybody has situations. The situation that's come up lately is that you got to make room for new blessings. That's what's, that's the new concept we got. If we have old furniture, we got to give away the old furniture so we can make room for new furniture. That makes sense, right? Uh-huh. And we have to have hope that as we give, we will receive back or we will find a good a good deal on something. Well, that's always common sense, you know. Mm-hmm. So the message today was to uh, clear our systems of old ideas and get new, uh, fresh ideas like Anna read, and then we'd be able to uh, have new hope and new room for uh, for blessings, you know, for new things to come about. Anyway, I'm excited. Thank you so much, Anna. Thank yes. you, guys. I hope I didn't... Uh, <clears throat> Go may go too long on this podcast. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord keep make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Lift up his counts and give you peace in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Bye now. Bye, Anna. Goodbye. God bless you. Good job, girl. Well, I can tell you it's the Holy Spirit working inside of me, babe. I can only tell you how tired it was. Tell me again. Wait, wait. We got a little added. Yeah. Web, uh, le- it, it it actually was a Holy Spirit just roaring out of me <laughs> because uh, I was a little tired and I didn't know how I was going to get through this reading. But as I read, I got infused with, you know, what God's word will do for you. Will give. It'll energize you. I almost felt like I was at the pulpit preaching this. Beautiful. And it just flowed like a river. And well, I love that. Well, well, we'll do it again tomorrow. Yes, amen. You guys come on in my podcast tomorrow. Thank you for getting my ratings up. Thank you. You're welcome. Love you. Love you. <laughs> you come here often? <laughs> Can't turn this podcast off. You're supposed to keep talking, baby. Okay. Well, let me see. Thank you. Reading chapter 8 of John from the King James Bible. Jesus forgives a sinner. Jesus went unto the Mount of Olives, and early in the morning he came again into the temple, and all the people came unto him, and he sat down and taught them. And the scribes and the Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery, and when they had set her in the midst, they said unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what sayest thou? This they said, tempting him, that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. And again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. And they which heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one beginning at the eldest, even unto the last. And Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. 
When Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are thou and thine accusers? Has no man condemned thee? She said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Jesus, light of the world. Then spoke Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. The Pharisees therefore said unto him, Thou bearest record of thyself, thy record is not true. Jesus answered and said unto them, Though I bear record of myself, yet my record is true, for I know whence I came and whither I go, but you cannot tell whence I come and whither I go. You judge after the flesh, I judge no man. And yet, if I judge, my judgment is true, for I am not alone, but I am the Father that sent me. It is also written in your law that the testimony of two men is true. I am one that bear witness of myself, and the Father that sent me bear witness of me. Then said they unto him, Where is thy father? Jesus answered, You neither know me nor my father. If you have known me, you should have known my father also. These words spoke Jesus in the treasury as he taught in the temple, and no man laid a hand on him, for his hour was not yet come. Then Jesus said again unto them, I go my way, and you shall seek me, and shall die in your sins. Whither I go, you cannot come. Then said the Jews, Will he kill himself? Because he said, Whither I go, you cannot come. And he said unto them, You are from beneath, I am from above. You are of this world, I am not of this world. I said therefore unto you, that you shall die in your sins. For if you believe not that I am he, you shall die in your sins. Then said they unto him, Who art thou? And Jesus said unto them, Even the same that I said unto you from the beginning. I have many things to say and to judge of you, but he that sent me is true, and I speak the world, I speak to the world those things which I have heard of him. They understood not that he spoke to them of thy father. Then Jesus said unto them, When you have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall you know that I am he, and that I do nothing of myself, but as my Father has taught me, I speak these things. And he that sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone, for I do always those things that pleases him. As he spoke these words, many believed on him. The truth shall make you free. Then Jesus said to the Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. They answered him, we be Abraham's seed, and we're not in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, you shall be made free? Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committed sin is the servant of sin, and the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth ever. 
If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. I know that you are Abraham's seed, but you seek to kill me, because my word has no place in you. I speak that which I have seen with my father, and you do not do what you have seen with your father. They answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said unto them, If you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. But now you seek to kill me, a man that has told you the truth, which I have heard of God. Did, did this did not Abraham? You do the deeds of your father. Then said they to him, We be not born of fornication. We have one father, even God. Jesus said unto them, If God were your father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Even because you cannot hear my word. You are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth. Because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own. For he is a liar and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, you believe me not. Which of you convict me of sin? And if I say the truth, why do you not believe me? He that is of God heareth God's word. You therefore hear them not, because you are not of God. Jesus was before Abraham. Then answered the Jews and said unto him, Say we not well that thou art a Samaritan and hast a devil? Jesus answered, I have not a devil, but I honor my father, and you do dishonor me. And I seek not my own glory. There is one that seeketh and judgeth. Verily, verily, I say unto you, If a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. Then said the Jews unto him, Now we know that thou hast a devil. Abraham is dead, and the prophets. And thou sayest, If a man keep my saying, he shall never taste of death. Art thou greater than our father Abraham, which is dead? And the prophets are dead? Who makest thou thyself? Jesus answered, If I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my father that honoreth me, of whom you say, that he is your God? Yet you have not known him, but I know him. And if I should say, I know him not, I shall be a liar like unto you. But I know him, and keep his saying. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it, and was glad. Then Jesus then, then said the Jews unto him, Thou art not yet fifty years old, and thou hast seen Abraham? Jesus said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. Then took they up stones to cast at him. But Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple, going through the midst of them, and so passed by. Welcome to today's podcast. It's been a while that I have read Limitless Love. Let me go ahead and catch up. 
I'll be reading today. So let's go ahead and open it with a moment of silence, followed by the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Like I said, welcome to today's podcast. I pray that we find you in good spirits, that God is blessing you, and remarkable things are happening in your life. Expectancies, possibilities are happening. You know, put the order in. Say, God, uh, help somebody with a full tank of gas somewhere in the world. Help somebody with food. And it comes back. It comes back. All right, we're going to be reading October 17th, uh, Gloria Copeland, Limitless Love. Listen up, folks. This is about having a vision of love. And the only way I got a vision of love is by reading for one year, 1 John 1 through 5. I was able to get a conception of the love of God, and it grew in my heart, and I became somebody. You know, financial, physical, mental, socially. Um, everything was put in place. And, of course, it's not perfect. We have challenges. We've got to have challenges. Not problems. Problems, you're, you're, you're in a, it's immovable. Challenges are movable. And God strengthens us to move forward on those challenges. So here we go. Proverbs twenty nine eighteen. Gloria says, develop your vision of love. Proverbs twenty nineteen says, Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Notice that keeping the law, the vision is in the law. So it tells you, I said to keep, to have a vision, a godly vision, that comes through keeping the law. That's what I just said. I read First John 1 through 5 for a year out loud. And then I saw my bills diminish and great things happen. Because, folks, people think that uh, success or prosperity is, uh, is the answer. Success and prosperity are the children of love. Treasures, peace, joy follow love. Everything follows love. It, Kenneth Copeland says that uh Fate works off of love. Wow, what a deal, huh? Proverbs twenty nineteen. Where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Here we go. If you diligently study what the Bible has to say about love, it will give you a vision for your life. It will give you an inner image of who you are in the inside of you so you can grow up into that person of love God designed you to be. Meditating on scriptural truth about love will do for you the same thing watching training videos of highly skilled athletes will do for the person who is a novice to a sport. 
Meditating on these truths gives you a picture of what success actually looks like. So you can see for yourself in the light, in that light. Those of us who didn't grow up in homes governed by love desperately need such a vision. Because we didn't see love demonstrated when we were young, we have a tough time visualizing ourselves, walking in it. Even though we were born again and want to follow the promptings of our new nature because of those old mental images, we often slip into the unloving habits we develop as kids. That's why we must work diligently to replace those images with the images of love from the Bible. That's why we must do whatever it takes to keep the word in the forefront of our thinking until the vision of love is fully developed there. When we see in ourselves something contrary to it, we must be brutally honest about it. We must let the word correct us while refusing to allow the devil to condemn us. When we see we're not living up to our vision of love, we must say, Lord, Lord, I see I've been wrong there. I repent of that unloving way. Help me to change. Then we can rejoice assured that the Holy Spirit, who is our helper and lives within us, will enable us to make the necessary changes and do the will of God. If you find certain unloving habits more difficult than others to break, write down that part of your vision and put it on the mirror and the refrigerator and the dashboard of your car. Put forth some extra effort to keep the image of love in front of you. If you spend a lifetime being hard-headed and stubborn, you might want to write out the words, I do not insist on my own rights or my own way. I walk in love and post them on your nightstand so you can go to sleep with the, that vision in the mind, in your mind at night. That may sound extreme, but the fact is changing a lifestyle takes some work. It takes writing things down, keeping them in your memory, or diligently imprinting them on your mind. If you'll do it, the vision of love will become such a part of you that eventually it will take over your life. And you'll begin to walk in it unconsciously. You'll happily and habitually keep the law of love. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. God bless you, family. I hope you enjoyed today's session. And the vision of love, the power of love of years ago is why I'm doing these readings today. Because love is in there. God is inside of us. I love you. God bless you.